Welcome to Piedmont Arts. I'm Rachel Stewart. Trio Gaia won WDAV's Young Chamber Musicians Competition in April of 2022, and we're very happy that they're returning to Davidson for a performance on February 4th as part of the Davidson College Concert Series. They're based in Boston, and Trio Gaia is the New England Conservatory's piano trio in residence. And they keep a busy schedule in their own community as well as up and down the East Coast. The ensemble is violinist Grant Houston, cellist Ime Templeman, and pianist Andrew Barnwell. And thank you all three for making time to join us today. Thank you for having us. So why don't we get started with you telling us a little bit about how you got together. Andrew. Yeah, absolutely. So we met in 2018 as a trio. Grant and I had started at the New England Conservatory back in 2016, and we were friends right off the bat. And in our sophomore years, we decided that the next year we wanted to make some sort of chamber ensemble, and we just needed a cellist. And he was lucky to meet Ime over the summer at the Yellow Barn Festival up in Vermont. And so we started that fall together, and we had no plans to be like a very serious group and do all the things that we've done since then, but we just really clicked as a unit and decided to keep going one semester at a time and stuck together. So Grant and I graduated in 2020, which meant that we had to make a decision at that point. And so luckily, uh, Grant decided to stay at NEC to start a new master's degree. And I was working at NEC just for the year and Ime was still in undergrad. And it was during that year that we decided to apply to the trio in residence program at our school at NEC. And so that's where we've been the past year and a half. We started in 2021. And so we'll finish um, with the first part of the degree this spring, and then we'll stick around for one more year together. So that one more year, you, will you still be uh, known as the string, uh, the trio in residence? Yes. Yes, as far as I know. <laughs> okay. Ime, what does that mean when you're the uh, the trio in residence? Uh, at any given point, there's generally one trio in residence and one quartet in residence. And generally, the residencies last for two to three years. So we have like the extension for the third year. I guess it means, I mean, there's not that much of a difference from our responsibilities when we were students, except for the fact that our degree is completely focused on our trio and what we want to do, which is amazing. So we take fewer classes and generally we have a lot more of our credits going towards coachings and recitals and we get to work with a ton of different faculty members. We um, rotate uh, secondary coaches every semester, which is really nice. So we get to work with the whole host of um, faculty at NEC. I'm trying to think we also do a lot of community work uh, through our school. Uh, and that's kind of a, a, a part of the residency as well. So we go out to schools, we go out to senior homes, uh, any kind of local uh, place that will house us for a concert. I would just say the um, kind of the best parts of the residency are also that um, NEC like does a lot to support us as like professionals and they present us in a major Jordan Hall recital once a year. Um, we are lucky enough to sort of um, sometimes be brought on trips outside of Boston to sort of represent NEC and do a bit wider reaching um, community events. And the school is really um, 
great about helping us to network with the wider professional music world so that we can kind of kickstart our careers with NEC as a launching pad of sorts. I can see how that would be very helpful. And, and you don't know exactly if you'll stay together as a trio beyond the residency, or do you think you will? Hopefully. We're definitely planning to stay together beyond the residency. And that's another special part is that they really prioritize ensembles that seem to have a long future ahead of them, rather than just like getting together as we did five years ago to play for at least a semester. Now it's all about having a really long-term growth together. The program that we're in is also called the Professional Piano Trio Training Program, I think is like the technical name besides Piano Trio in Residence. So it is training us to become a professional trio outside of our residency currently. So that is the goal. It seems to me like, you know, being a professional trio will is is not easy. And I guess having this program is very helpful. Do you know what it's like to to be a professional trio? Does it mean that you're doing a lot of other work on the side too? Or what does that mean? Yeah, I can answer a little bit. I think for most all musicians, you're always wearing a few hats. I think there are very few people who are exclusively performers, especially performers for of like one very specific thing. So you do have very famous artists who go around to perform mainly like concerto or uh, concertos with different orchestras, and that's how they spend most of their life. And some people who will give just solo recitals, but that's a very, very small percentage of an already small field. For chamber ensembles, I think there are certainly groups that find a way to make performance the like cornerstone of their life. And I think that's definitely something we would love to do, but we also realize and not only realize, but like to do other things. We like to teach both individually and like as a group, like in chamber music settings, coaching younger ensembles. Each of us has done some teaching on the side or does some right now. Um, we love performing in, as you may mention, in community settings. And so using chamber music as a way to perform for students at schools or also at senior homes or also at universities, libraries, like community centers, and making um, interactive programs and educational content as part of our normal business. I think aside from that, um, each of us does have some more side-ish projects, like Ime is an amazing songwriter and is trying to put music out and get performances that way. Grant performs a lot with the chamber ensembles and chamber orchestras. I'm figuring out exactly what my side business will be permanently, but sometimes it's more like administrative work that I actually do like to do a lot and like event planning, that type of thing. And so there are a lot of different things we try to do, but I think um, in the near future, what we're hoping to do is find some sort of management for our trio, just to make finding performances easier and more consistent. If that does not pan out immediately, then we'll just do what we've been doing, which is trying to get gigs on our own and then filling in the gaps. Um, Grant, I have a question. You're, uh, well, the two of you and Andrew got together and wanted to play chamber music. Why was that? Why was playing chamber music important or something you wanted to do? At least I can answer for myself in that I kind of gained a fondness for chamber music when I was a lot younger, which is slightly unusual in that most kids growing up like 
they tour, they sort of like play an orchestra or they take solo lessons and that's sort of um that's sort of it i was lucky enough um to go to a music school after school that was sort of focused on broadening like your range of abilities and chair music was one of them and so i kind of discovered pretty early on that i loved playing in these kinds of small ensembles and so as soon as I got to NEC, that was like one of the first things I wanted to do was to play chamber music. And at first it was just like, well, let me just get together with my friends, people that I met in the dorms, people that I took classes with. That's actually sort of how Andrew and I started playing together. I think the first time we played together was just uh, like a 10 minute violin and piano piece that I wanted to play in studio class. And I was just friends with Andrew, so I just asked him to do it with me. And I remember we rehearsed in this building that NEC no longer even owns. So it was a real relic of the past. I think we, we were just attending a friend's recital when we were just kind of chatting and talking about our plans for the next year. And there's always a sort of perennial schedule of like, oh, everyone suddenly wants to put together a chamber group for the next semester and get registered. So we were sort of at that time of year where everyone's looking around going like, oh, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, who can who can I play with? And so for me, it was like really natural to sort of search for that kind of experience. It kind of makes the music music making process a bit more personal um, and enjoyable than just practicing on my own and showing up to orchestra. You know, it's a, it's an interesting kind of collaboration right? They're just three of you. How do you decide how it's going to go? You know, how you're going to interpret a piece? I think the way that we've worked on pieces has evolved a lot over time, but it is very much about collaboration. Like you said, it's, it's, I think the reason that we work really well together is we have similar goals and we have similar ideals for music making. And that makes the teamwork really easy. I think sometimes I mean, the reason that we stayed together is because when we started playing together and rehearsing and hanging out outside of music, it wasn't like a clunky relationship. It was just really natural and we became great friends really quickly. And so that does make the process a lot easier. But I think actually, like, as we've gotten to know each other more, I think we found like more paths where we diverge and have different opinions. And so we do have to, like, we have a lot of discussions. A lot of our rehearsals are um, sometimes mostly talking and arguing and, and um, advocating for our points. Yeah, I don't know. I always say like it, with three people, there's always like a majority. So that makes things easy when we have like <laughs> disagreements. Um, but yeah, generally it's just about constant collaborating and being open-minded. Uh, and I think those are really good like models for a way to live life. So we're lucky that we get to do that for hopefully what will be work and is work now. Yeah. Either of you guys want to add to that? I'd say that also um, what's really great is I feel like we each bring slightly different approaches to music making. And so especially when we first start a piece of music together, we like learn our individual parts and then we show up and each of us has like different ideas that we want to contribute or a different way of rehearsing that we want to try. And so it's really fun when we all sort of like dive in together. One person's like, oh, I really want to look at this aspect of the music and the other person's like, oh, I really want to think about like this character idea and this other person's like, oh, how do we all like fit together? Um, and so it's great to sort of have individual approaches that are different but complementary. And even when those approaches sometimes clash, when it's just like, oh, I really want it to sound like this and the other person really wants it to sound like this, we kind of agree on like overarching priorities. And so we'll be able to step back from like the minutia of like, 
how do we want to play this note and think more about like what is the meaning of this piece of music or like what is the meaning of like the performance that we want to give regardless of how we play the individual notes and then it's always a bit easier to sort of think okay now what kinds of decisions are going to serve that like larger purpose i can see why it'd be really important to um to have a lot of trust and really a friendship although i've heard that there are chamber groups out there that don't talk to each other when they're not <laughs> when they're not uh, actually working together rehearsing or performing which I don't is know how you would do that. Yeah, I, I don't either. But um, well, tell us a little bit about the program that people will get to hear when you come to Davidson on February fourth. Andrew, what are you? Uh, what are you performing? So we're performing three works. We're opening with Jennifer Higdon's piece called "Pale Yellow." It's a uh, short opener. It's like seven and a half minutes, but it's a really nice way to open up the space and explore how the hall reacts to us as a group. The second piece, I don't remember the order actually, um, but we're playing <laughs> Beethoven's trio, opus one, number one, I'm so sorry, in E flat. So that's his very first uh, piano trio and it's his very first published work. And it's, it sounds like that, it's very joyous it has um, a lot of youthful energy and there's really very few moments of sadness or tragedy which a lot of his later works certainly focus on but i think this very first work is much more jovial and optimistic and so we like to perform that because it gives us a chance to showcase our energy and our interaction with each other um, the other final piece on the program is uh, Mieczysław Weinberg's Piano Trio. So Weinberg was a Polish composer who had to leave his native Poland, or what, I mean, modern day Poland, uh, to go to, the, to Russia, to the Soviet Union, because of uh, the war, the Second World War. So his, some of his family did not survive. He was Jewish and was forced to flee. And so in Russia, he actually became friends with Shostakovich and they were influencing each other. And I think this piano trio has a lot of similarities to some of Shostakovich's writing, especially during this period. And so it very much sounds like a piece influenced by war. It's in contrast to the Beethoven, very dark a lot of the time. It's dreary, it's violent, it's moving and tragic. And so I think it's a great contrast to the Beethoven and the Higdon. And it's just a very, unfortunately, always timely piece, I think, to program. And it leaves the audience with a much different sort of feeling at the end, because it's not a very triumphant ending. It's not a shocking or in-your-face ending. It's a very solemn and somber, peaceful kind of conclusion to a what is a 30-minute work with a lot of heft in between <laughs> from start to finish. So that's our program all in all. I think it offers a really nice variety of what the Piano Trio can offer. And we're really excited to bring it to Davidson. We'll look forward to it. Well, I've been speaking with Trio Gaia, who are the uh, WDAV Young Chamber Musicians Competition winners from 2022. And they will soon return to Davidson for a concert on February 4th as part of the Davidson College Concert Series. I want to thank you uh, for spending some time talking to us, uh, 
letting us get to know you a little bit and and giving us a little bit of a, a preview of what you're going to be doing. Thank you so much. Thank you for Thank having you. us. Trio Gaia is uh, violinist Grant Houston, cellist Emay Templeman, and pianist Andrew Barnwell. And for Piedmont Arts, I'm Rachel Stewart.